This is Carrie Gephardt, and you're listening to Five for Fruit, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome back to another episode of Five for Fruit, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice. This podcast is a proud member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters, and I want to encourage you to go and listen to all the other podcasts on the network, great podcasts, high-quality podcasts. And speaking about the Society of Reformed Podcasters, I'm excited to have on following this series, the Catholic Church series. Tony Arsenal from Reformed Brotherhood to talk about Christian orthodoxy and how we as Reformed Christians are Catholic in the sense that we affirm all the uh, essential orthodox doctrines of the first uh, councils of the early church. Also, exciting news, I'm going to be filling in for Matt Butts on a couple of episodes of the Reformed Outlook over the next couple weeks, so be keeping an eye out for those as well. But today we're going to continue on in our uh, our series about the distinctives of being a Reformed Christian. So far we've talked about uh, the Apostles' Creed and how that was built off of the rule of faith in the early church, and it began a process of determining what Christian orthodoxy is. Then last week we talked about the Nicene Creed and how the Nicene Creed and in, in its particular wording was uh, written, and those councils met, the Nicene Council and the Constantinople Council met, in response to the Arian controversy. The Arian controversy where gentlemen were going around, specifically starting with Arius, and teaching that Christ was uh, little g, God. And the... the uh, the thing that we're going to be talking about today, the Chalcedonian formula, is really just the next phase in that controversy, in reacting toward, to that controversy. The Chalcedonian Council met in AD 451 to continue to weed out Arian heresy in the church. And up until this point, the, the problem was the reactionary emphasis was on the divinity of Christ. Christ is divine. Yes, Christ is of the same substance, consubstantial with the Father. Christ is God like the Father is God, the second person of the Holy Trinity. But in the process, then, there begun, there begun to be confusion about the, uh, the dual natures of Christ. Well, if Christ is divine, if we're emphasizing that Christ is divine, then is he um, not human? Is his humanity absorbed into his divinity? Does his divinity take over his humanity? Uh, does he have parts of him that are human and parts of him that are divine? And this question was answered with the Chalcedon formula. And the Chalcedon formula essentially summarized what we now call theologically the hypostatic union of Christ. And hear these words from the formula right here. 
One and the same Christ, Son, Lord, only begotten, recognized in two natures, without confusion, without change, without division, without separation. The distinction of natures being in no way annulled by the union, but rather the characteristics of each nature being preserved and coming together to form one person and subsistence, not as parted or separated into two persons, but one and the same Son and only begotten, God the Word, Lord Jesus Christ. This is important for us in order to be able to distinguish but not divide between the two natures of Christ. Therefore, we can say God died on the cross according to his human nature or according to his human nature. He did not know the time of his return. This has historically been Christian orthodoxy, the hypostatic union of Christ and the Chalcedon formula. Well, until next week, may you bear much fruit to the glory of God. Life for Fruit is a proud member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Check out more members of the Society at reformedpodcasts.com. Subscribe, rate, and review Five for Fruit on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And visit the website fiveforfruit.com to listen to past episodes and to read articles. Until next time, this is Five for Fruit, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice.